Welcome everyone to Picard, a Star Trek podcast by Fantastic Geek. My name is Matt, and joining me as always is Pete. Hello, Pete. Ahoy, Matt. Permission to come aboard. Permission granted indeed, particularly since, Pete, we now have an official title for the show. Yes, and I just want to preface this by saying that in no way will the Picard show be called Picard. It will be called, however, Star Trek Picard. Indeed, and I, I, I guess Pete, there are two schools of thought, maybe three schools of thought when it comes uh, when it comes to the title. First is, um, that's a really direct title that explains what the product is, and that is usually a good mechanism for a title to tell you what the thing is. Also, we were told it would not be called Star Trek Picard, and now it's called Star Trek Picard. Well. Pete, surely you're not saying that between the PR people not knowing necessarily what's going on on the creative end and the creative people maybe wanting to obfuscate the path forward that, uh, you know, you're not saying we should always believe what we're told out of Star Trek HQ, are you? I'm just saying that the PR people think that uh, Captain Picard is the nicest human from the planet Vulcan that captained uh, the Reliant uh, into Deep Space Nine. <laughs> um, Pete, I guess we can now officially, at least in terms of our podcast discussions, we can officially lay to rest the darn good thread that was that it was going to be called uh, Star Trek Destiny. Yes, that was officially, uh, the, the, the copyright had been claimed by CBS for a live action something something. Clearly, that's not the direction that they went. And though I'm on the losing side of that theory, uh, I again will return to no joke, no snark. It's a title that people who might be unsure as to whether they're interested in the product, they now know what the product is fully about. And that's a good thing. I attempted to pour some cold water on that for Matt a couple times. <clears throat> and now seeing the error of his ways uh, knows again where spoiler Pete uh, lies as far as getting his information, but that we've now had the CBS upfronts. We've gotten the title. We've gotten just the littlest bit of footage, Matt, starting to coalesce as a product. Indeed footage from what is undoubtedly the pilot episode directed by Hanel M. Culpepper. And, uh, that shared at, uh, at the upfront presentations done by CBS for those mad men on Madison Avenue, those advertising people, men and women alike, Pete, Pete, there's only so much that can be hashed over, over a two shot five second clip in which young feller says, what's your name? And Picard gives him a look, but Pete, we're going to dive as deep as we can. The immediate, and not just from the footage, there's also footage of the footage, Matt. There is, of course, paparazzi-style shots of uh, the other angle of this being shot, uh, reveals that this seems to be Starfleet Academy. Uh, they are wearing the uniforms very, very reminiscent of Deep Space Nine as far as the uh, the black, uh, you know, body uh, suit with the yellow, blue or red. Uh, what do we call those shoulders there? Um, slightly different design, as we can see from the. Uh, the gentleman in the uh, command gold 
who speaks to uh, Picard, who does not seem to be wearing a Starfleet uniform. Well, Pete, command gold or, hey, man, this is the late 24th, uh, early 25th centuries. That's probably your ops and security gold. Don't forget command turns red. And with that notion of the, the changing Star Trek past, I have to admit, Pete, when I first saw the, the, the grainy footage of check-in guy and then some of the other papa paparazzi footage of the filming going on, my initial reaction was, no, it somehow all looks wrong. The shoulders aren't right. I can't see the badge well enough, the this, the that. And I took a moment where I said, oh, my goodness, you know, next generation being the one I grew up with. I'm starting to sound like the people who are all upset over the Discovery uniforms because it's taken away their classic Trek. And is this what it's is this what it's like where you feel like, oh no, they can't possibly make any changes from when I was in my, you know, pre fourteen, pre sixteen uh fandom age fandom. And Pete, I quickly got over it. I'm sure the uniforms will be just fine. Just understand, I will never let you go to the dark side of the Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> well, thank you for that. Um, but yeah, it definitely coming off of the Discovery era uniforms, both blue jumpsuit and then the the kind of reimagined Enterprise version. I have to admit, it was a little surprising to see how they look now and kind of. I think there's a bit of a follow-through from the Discovery full-color tops that we saw in the Enterprise. There's a bit of a design carry-through from that to what we're seeing now, which on the one hand doesn't fully make sense from 23rd century to 25th century, but at the end of the day, it's just a TV show. They're making changes as they see fit to keep up with the times, et cetera, et cetera. And if our biggest complaint so far is that we're getting more Star Trek, we're getting more Patrick Stewart, but the uniforms don't look right, therefore I have to close my eyes, then maybe you need to readjust that notion of uh, closing your eyes. I think it's way too soon. I also think we don't know the context of what we're seeing. Uh, these could be cadets that they only wear these at the academy and elsewhere they look closer to the last uniforms we saw on the big screen in 2002 that were also worn very late on uh, Deep Space Nine. Um, anything is possible at this point, Matt, given that they are filming on sound stages as well and would be cognizant as far as what they're putting out there uh, in full view. Well, full view indeed. It is interesting to keep in mind that uh, Star Trek Picard is being shot in Los Angeles. Uh, the, the production deal sweetened by, uh, you know, Pete, it used to be in the old days you'd go out of Los Angeles to get tax deals. Now there are tax deals to come back into Los Angeles. So it being subsidized not by the Netflix, but instead by the, uh, the good taxpayers in the state of California. Uh, partially, I should say. I think $30 million, $40 million, somewhere in there. But, um just the idea that they are filming in one of the most paparazzied, if that is the correct form of the verb, uh, one of the most paparazzied places in the world. So I kind of expect more footage coming out versus, oh, some TV show has rented the Toronto uh, Art Museum West Wing for three days. <gasps> I heard it's Star Trek. This is going to be in full view of plenty of people who can take snaps. This uh, tax break 
stuff on top of that sweet, sweet Amazon money internationally, um, surely helping to foot the bill. So whatever's going on inside sound stages that we're not privy to just yet, I'm sure uh, going to be a little harder to come by for those paparazzi. Well, and certainly anybody who wants to share dribs and drabs, you know, we're good. We're, we're good for keeping hailing frequencies subtle, shall we say. Always open and always subtle. So, Pete, let's kind of talk timeline here, because when we last spoke about the Picard series, it didn't have a name. Uh, and I don't know that we were necessarily anticipating anything coming out of the CBS upfronts, but when do you think we get more? Does something dribble out accidentally, a la the Klingon uh, group makeup shot that uh, that was that was stolen out of Toronto? Do we get an official this? Do we get a you know a, a quick minute long video to Twitter saying? Camera's now rolling. What's the next thing that drops for Star Trek Picard? I think a full-on presentation at San Diego Comic-Con will almost be assured at this point. I think in the interim, once they've got enough footage to cobble something together from a teaser standpoint, we'll begin to see some of that thinking maybe you know, middle of June, something like that could be available. But I would bet my bottom dollar they'll be at San Diego Comic-Con and there will be a, an official panel there. And certainly that's like the third weekend in July. And then there's Star Trek Las Vegas. Pete, as we've discussed in uh, some of our Discovery podcasts, STLV now apparently the only creation run official star trek convention when there used to be six or eight a year as recently as four or five years ago but that is july 31st through august 4th so just for for back of the envelope uh calculation here san diego comic-con third weekend in july and stlv the first weekend in august so between those two we should be we should be closing down news from stlv on august 4th with a much different understanding of this show than we have right now. I'm sure all of the people sitting in the gold press latinum seats will get an excellent view of whoever is made available from the show for that convention. And uh, Pete plans are already forming to not walk out of the Picard portion of the presentation when Alex Kurtzman comes out to talk about Star Trek. Will they walk out when Alex Kurtzman walks onto stage to talk about filthy, filthy discovery, which has ruined everything? Wait, that's the same guy who brought back Picard. Oh, uh, I don't know. The Gold Press Latin people, though, they have to storm out in a huff and meet in the lobby. They bah. do. They also need their bottles warmed, and they need to be burped during that part of the schedule. So there's, there's that to consider as well. A very, very exciting time for Star Trek to be happening. Again, this show in the 25th century, Discovery well past that, having come from the 23rd century, all sorts of Star Trek everywhere, always a good thing. Speaking of exciting, Matt, we have our first review to iTunes. Pete, let's hear what that review is. It was left by Dr. Strange, lover, uh, and the headline is, Making It So, Five Stars. And it reads, I wasn't a Star Trek fan, and now I am. 
That's the fun and watchability Pete and Matt bring to all the shows they podcast. Wow. Well, kind words there. Always appreciated. And uh, Pete, to know that we've converted but one person to Star Trek, that is, uh, that is high praise indeed for this storied franchise. So would love for you to head to iTunes and leave us a rating, possibly even a review. And if you're at the gold press latinum level, we got another proposition for you. Indeed, Pete, patreon.com slash fantastic geek. That lets our subspace signal reach far and wide. It's like the time they built that array to help get the, the info back to Starfleet Command. That's what the people who go to patreon.com slash fantastic geek help do for us. Absolutely. There's all sorts of levels to contribute at, but uh, just a dollar gets you in the door and gets you access to all sorts of exclusive goodies. So check it out today. Pete, how can people talk Star Trek Picard with you? You can find me on Twitter at Peter, P-I-E-T-E-R-J-K-E-T-E-L-A-A-R-10,000. K-E-T-E-L-A-A-R, 467 followers. Can't be wrong. And while I'm personally on Twitter as Looking Back Lost, do be in touch with the podcast. Comment on FantasticGeek.com. Check us out on Twitter, on Instagram, on Gmail, where we are Fantastic Geek as well. But wait, Pete, there's more. Facebook.com slash Fantastic Geek. All one word with the PH. Like it today. Well, Pete, not quite sure when we will next talk about Star Trek Picard. It depends on when that info comes out. I know that meanwhile, over on our Pop Culture Podcast feed, we will continue to be talking Cloak and Dagger as it enters its last couple of episodes for the second season. Also, plenty more of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to talk about as that uh, sixth season just continues to get going here. So, always a great time going on over there with that. I will say adios to all our listeners and give you, Pete, the final word. May I have your name, please, sir? <laughs>